Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Second Amendment Foundation Studio, powered by Beretta, this is the American Gun Show, informing and educating the people of this great nation. Now for your host and defender of your rights, Jason Reeve. And welcome in to the Second Amendment Foundation Studios right here in beautiful North Jetson, Indiana for the American Gun Show, powered by Beretta. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Jason Reeve, your host, the voice of freedom. How the heck is everyone doing tonight? Of course, uh, if you're looking at the show notes, it says Saturday Night Live two-hour show, and it's actually Friday. You are not going crazy, and neither am I. I am doing the show live tonight for the benefit of the people here on Spreaker.com and following us on our podcast platforms because I will be attending a wedding tomorrow night, so I will not be able to um, do the show tomorrow night because I will be attending that wedding. Um, So bottom line is I'm doing the show early for that simple reason that I don't have to rush home tomorrow night or feel like I have to leave the wedding early because and the reception early because I need to be here to do the show. So I'm doing it early. Uh, Before we get started tonight, and we got a lot to talk about tonight here too, folks, uh, I want to introduce you to our new affiliate sponsor, which is TACX Pro Gear. Uh, you can find them at TACX, which is T-A-C-X, ProGear.shop. And you can also find them on Facebook at TACX ProGear. That's T-A-C-X, ProGear. Uh, they make all kinds of awesome things there at the TACX. Custom-made holsters. I mean, you name it. I'm looking forward. We're going to be uh, getting some gear from them, and we're going to be doing some reviews for them. Uh, so I'm very excited to be working with this group. Uh, I look forward to it. Cannot wait to see some of the awesome gear that they are going to be sending us and that we're going to review for them. Also, along with TACX Pro Gear, I also want to introduce you guys to the National Concealed Carry Association, uh, the NCCA. Now, if you guys are wondering, did we get dropped by the USCCA? Did we, you know... Did we leave them? No. We are still affiliated with the USCCA, and we will always continue to be affiliated with the USCCA. We're not going to ever... The USCCA is probably one of the greatest organizations to be a part of, in my opinion. But that doesn't mean that we can't also help out other organizations like the National Concealed Carry Association, the NRA, Gun Owners of America, your grassroots organization that is also there in your own state. Every state has a grassroots organization for the Second Amendment. So 
I can't wait to get to work with these guys. It's going to be awesome. Some things about TACX gear, which is what we were talking about, uh, what, what we see here. And, uh, you know, they have premium belly band holsters. I'm waiting for the page to load up here on the... There we go. They have Pro Gear custom Kydex holsters made specifically for your gun, your magazine pouches. Uh, they have concealed carry inside the waistband holster bundles, uh, universal ankle carry holsters, premium magnets that you can use at your office. Uh, they have TACX Sporks. And they also have apparel, shooting targets, flashlights, and Second Amendment gear that you can go over and shop to your heart's content. So please go ahead and check them out and uh, let us know what you think. Like I said, I cannot wait to get going with these guys. It's going to be absolutely amazing. All right, folks. So if you guys listened to the podcast episode last night, you know that we talked a little bit about the two town halls that Joe Biden and Donald Trump took a part of in two separate or in two separate um, town halls on different networks. Um, of course, I watched the Trump one first, which ran for about an hour, and the Joe Biden one went on for about an hour and a half. And I got to tell you guys something. <laughs> if you wanted to see a complete dumpster fire of a town hall, all you had to do is just watch the Trump one. That's all you had to do was watch the Donald Trump one because Savannah Guthrie was... Nothing more than a complete and utter witch change a letter. I mean, she, I did not realize, and I'm, I'm being 100% honest with you guys here. I did not realize that Savannah Guthrie was running for president because it seemed like she wanted to debate Donald Trump on his positions on things. And Donald Trump even said, do you guys ask Joe Biden about Antifa? Do you ask Joe Biden about the radical left? Of course they don't. And why would they? That's their guy. They want Joe Biden to win the election because orange man is bad. He's always been bad. But, you know, I saw a meme last night where somebody put like crazy demon eyes and vampire teeth in Savannah Guthrie. And I said, oh, it looks like a succubus, right? Those succubus are, of course, the women that apparently come from the underworld to suck the life out of men. Well... Yeah, I can see that happening with um, Savannah Guthrie. And not only that, Savannah Guthrie is married to a former Goid, or a Goid, former Gord aide, Al Gore's aide. So, yeah, like she's going to give Donald Trump, you know, fair and unbiased town hall there. Uh, to be completely honest with you, I thought the president did very well. I think he stood his ground. I think he showed that where his commitment is at, uh, Savannah Guthrie did try to pin the stimulus issue on the president, and yet it's not the president. The president said he is willing to even go higher than the $1.8 trillion that uh, the Republicans and the White House first offered, but every time they get to Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi blocks it. And it's because Nancy Pelosi wants stimulus checks for illegal immigrants, bailouts for blue states, and voter legislation. What does that have to do with a COVID-19 package? Nothing. And trust me, folks, Joe Biden has offered no plan either. And let's just put it this way. You know, we're going to put this all to bed right here. Joe Biden at his town hall. Okay, Donald Trump, it started off with, do you disavow white supremacy? You know, Donald Trump said, I have disavowed white supremacy several times. I don't know why you guys failed to ignore it, but I can point to at least 17 times that Donald Trump has disavowed white supremacy. So last night was about the 18th, 19th time that Donald Trump has disavowed white supremacy. But then you go over to the Joe Biden town hall and the media was basically asking him questions like what's his favorite color? I mean, they didn't ask that question, but I mean, they might as well have. I mean, they were just throwing some softball questions at Joe Biden. Like, they didn't hold his feet to the fire for him saying that Antifa was just an idea and not an organization. Um, They didn't 
ask him to condemn Antifa. They didn't push him and hold his feet to the fire on packing the Supreme Court. I mean, George Stephalopoulos or whatever his name is, he did try to hold his feet to the fire a little bit, but Joe said, I'm not going to make my decision on packing the court until we see what happens after Amy Coney Barrett, after that nomination. What does that tell you right there, folks? That tells you he's more, he absolutely is going to pack the Supreme Court. And as far as your firearms rights goes, Joe Biden has made it very clear what he wants to do. He wants to put AR-15s and AK-47s and certain semi-automatic pistols, and he wants to add that to the NFA. And if you guys don't know what the NFA is, the NFA is the National Firearms Act. NFA basically is the legislation that determined that guns like fully automatic machine guns, bazookas, and things like that, you had to have special permitting for, you had to register it with the ATF, all sorts of stuff like that. But basically, Joe Biden wants to put these semi-automatic rifles under the NFA, that way you can't have one. And he wants to do that with certain firearms as well, like certain semi-automatic pistols, because, you know, apparently they, you know, they must look pretty, uh, pretty scary, right? Pretty, pretty scary guns. I mean, you know, my Glock 45 looks pretty darn scary, right? This is the kind of stuff that they're going through. And, you know, Biden has not, you know, one thing that angers me about Joe Biden All that Joe Biden is trying to do is run on this whole idea that Donald Trump is a failed leader. You know, he he brought up the whole uh, Donald Trump's telling you to inject yourself with bleach. Yeah, like we haven't debunked that one already, but I'll digress. But yet he complains, but yet he will not tell you what his plan is. He says, oh, I have a plan. But I'm not going to tell you what it is. And if you're an American like me, when you have somebody who's running for the highest office in the land, you want to know what he is going to do. I think as the American voter, we should have a right. We have a right to know what he's doing. What are you going to do? What are you going to do that's better than what Donald Trump did? And as we saw in the first debate, it turned into... This, it didn't turn into, this is why you should vote for me. It turned into, this is why you shouldn't vote for this guy. And both sides did that. I'm not saying that it was one side or the other. It was both sides were doing that. But the reality of the situation here, folks, is Joe Biden said last week, well, the American people think they have a right to know what if you're going to pack the court. And Joe Biden said, no, they don't. No, they don't. They don't have a right to know my plan. You are running for the highest office in the land and you need my vote to get there. I really do absolutely believe that I need your, or I need to know what you're up to. Because when I don't know what you're up to, that makes me very, very nervous. And to be completely honest with you folks, I'd rather have a politician just come straight forward and just say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Okay, but, you know, the reality of the situation is Joe Biden isn't going to do that because if Joe Biden knew, if you knew what Joe Biden has planned, you're not going to vote for him. You are absolutely not going to vote for him. It's like I keep saying about the whole incident that occurred in Virginia. What are you guys doing? What what is Ralph Northam doing that requires you to be disarmed? It generally means because they're going to do something that the American people would shoot him for. And I'm not trying to be facetious or anything like that. I'm trying to tell you the exact truth here. Now, we supposedly have one more debate here next week. I believe it's on the 22nd, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm sure that will probably be another um, dumpster fire. Because if, you know, you put Trump, I mean, if you put Trump and Biden on the same stage, I think you're probably going to wind up having the same result as we did in the first debate where Chris Wallace completely let it get out of hand. I would, 
But, I mean, let me be honest with you. I would caution President Trump to take the Mike Pence approach to how they're going to handle the next debate because I feel that that's going to be the most important part. Mike Pence won that debate not because he was being a jerk, but because he called Kamala out on facts. And the reality is Kamala really didn't have anything to say about that. All right, folks, we're getting ready to take our first time out. When we get back, we're also going to bring up something that Joe Biden said during the town hall, which, folks, I really don't understand why people are stupid enough to vote for this guy. Because what he said, and we'll explain that after the break, what he said is downright illegal and dangerous. We'll be right back after this. Looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Firearms from revolvers to semi automatics. These firearms include. The Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus firearms, designed to protect. These are troubling times in America. Are you thinking about getting a gun and carrying it for defense of yourself? and your loved ones, would you know what to do if the unthinkable happened? Fortunately, there is an organization that can help, the United States Concealed Carry Association, the USCCA. The USCCA has training, education, and insurance. With a tenacious legal defense, if you ever have to defend the life of you or your loved ones, the USCCA is there for you. That's exactly why I am a member. The American Gun Show is proud to be partnered with the United States Concealed Carry Association. Head over to the American Gun Show Facebook page for exclusive offers or uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. Human trafficking is modern day slavery. In the U.S., children between the ages of 12 to 14 are exploited and entered into the sex trade but children even as young as six months old have been rescued. 80% of trafficking victims are female, and half of them are children. Human trafficking doesn't only include missing persons and child abductions. It's closer than you think, and we need to be their voice. Posting alone is not enough. Visit the Save Our Children Facebook group at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash be their voice dot soc or email us at soc dot be their voice at gmail.com to learn more on how to help fight the war on human trafficking and child sexual abuse the second amendment foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level but we need your help Join or donate at saf.org and help us win back your gun rights. of the American Gun Show is brought to you by Taurus Firearms. Now back to the voice of freedom, Jason Reeve. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And as I kind of teased a little bit before we went to break, last night at the town hall, Joe Biden once again showed his complete idiocy. There's nothing more to call what he just said as idiocy. And what he said 
was that police officers should be trained and they need to shoot dangerous criminals in the leg. I I cannot believe that there is no firearm trainer on the planet that will tell you to shoot somebody in the leg, to shoot a attacker in the leg. I mean, this is how out of touch Joe Biden is. It also tells me right there that Joe Biden has clearly no, no idea about handling firearms. And you know what the thing is, folks? This isn't the first time Joe Biden has said this. Joe Biden said this back in early June, right after the George Floyd uh, homicide. And he suggested that cops should be trained to shoot dangerous criminals in the leg. We don't have to shoot them center mass. We're not trying to kill them. We're just trying to incapacitate them. I would like to point out to Joe Biden that maybe he should just go ahead and use, go on YouTube if he knows how to work it. But I'm sure somebody in his campaign could tell you, uh, could show him how to do that. And you could see several videos where cops have shot criminals seven times, eight times, even more. Some cops have even had to use their entire magazine on a dangerous criminal because they were hopped up on PCP or something like that. You know, I, I, I don't understand why somebody in the campaign told Joe Biden, hey, don't use that line again because it's really stupid. But Joe Biden seems to think that if police officers aim for the leg, the lethal force of a firearm is suddenly somehow less lethal. Do, do you understand what I'm saying here, folks? He's really trying to say that, well, if you don't shoot him center mass and you shoot him in the leg, well, then, you know, you're not, uh, it's not a lethal shooting. You know, the femoral artery runs through the egg or the leg. So if uh, you hit that femoral artery, they'll die within a matter of minutes. Uh, well, so does a bullet to the heart. I, I mean, there. like I was saying, folks, there is no firearms trainer on the planet that will tell you not to shoot center mass. First and foremost, shooting a extremity is a very tall, a very small target. We're talking about a very small window of where you, where you can aim, where shooting center mass offers a bigger target. Secondly on that, do you know how dangerous that is? If you go to shoot and you go to shoot somebody in the leg, you're more likely to miss the shot. And then a bystander, an officer or a civilian, whoever might be there, they could be struck. And guess what? You're on the hook for that. You're literally on the hook for that. I mean, this sounds like something that a child would come up with. Now, here's a tweet by Cam Edwards. He said, quote, tonight isn't the first time Joe Biden moronically said that police officers should aim for the leg instead of center mass. He said the same thing back in June, and apparently no one in his campaign bothered to tell them what that, what's that, an idiotic suggestion. Then we have Dick Durbin's opponent, former Sheriff Mark Curian, who said, quote, I sat with Biden when I was on the sh- when I was sheriff and discussed issues related to law enforcement, or law enforcement, this is just a ridiculous statement. Leos are trained to hit center mass for the best chance to stop the threat. Teaching them to shoot the leg would be stupid and reckless. End quote. Now, Bri- now Biden brought up this idea first when he was speaking to an African-American community leaders at the Bethel AME Church in Wilmington, Delaware. 
The former vice president mostly sat and listened during the event, only speaking at the end to address, address the comments and concerns. This is what he said, quote, Instead of standing there and teaching a cop when there's an unarmed person coming at them with a knife. Yes, folks. Unarmed person coming at him with a knife. Right. Instead of standing there and teaching a cop when there's an unarmed person coming at them with a knife or something, shoot them in the leg instead of the heart. There's a lot of different things that can that can change in police training. End quote. <laughs> you know, if anyone would ask Biden how he thinks his ban on large capacity magazines is going to be enforced without tactics similar to stop and frisk, they'd quickly realize that his gun and magazine ban are just a fantastical idea for police training reform. And given the fact that Biden has now brought this up at least twice, we have to assume that he's serious about this. I mean, I I don't know if this is going to hurt Biden at all. I mean, I'm just being completely honest with you folks. I mean, you have the people out there, the anti-gun crowd that don't doesn't know anything about firearms to begin with. And they they probably say the same thing, you know. I and to be quite honest with you, I've heard people say that before. Well, I don't understand why you got to shoot them in the chest. Why don't you just shoot them in the leg? Uh because I you know how hard it is to shoot at a moving target? And speaking of police training, speaking, you know, speaking of police training, we were, we were at my in-laws last night and my mother-in-law brought up the whole idea. Why doesn't military, you know, the police train like the military? And I said, well, number one, my big issue is that it's, it all comes down to the money, okay? And the fact that all police forces do not train the same. And that mainly has to do with the fact when you're looking at a big city's police force versus a rural community police force. Like for me, for instance, I live in a small town and we have a small police force. I think we have maybe about five or six police on that police force where you could go to a bigger city like Indianapolis that has hundreds of, if not thousands, of people working on the law enforcement. So the training is not the same. And in fact, during the Parkland Commission, right after the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting, they talked to several of the sheriff's deputies And Scott Israel, the failed sheriff at Broward County, his officers stated that they could not remember the last time that they conducted an active shooter drill. I firmly believe, and I stand by that statement, that concealed carry gun owners in America are better trained than the police officers. You know, there's a little thing called dissemination where you are disseminating the threat. That's something that some of these cops don't understand. And as my father-in-law pointed out, in the military, you never stop training. You're always training and drilling and training and drilling. He said, but these people here They go out to be police officers. They go to the police academy for eight weeks, 12 weeks, however long it is. And then once they graduate from the police academy, guess what? They're police officers. So the training isn't the same. And when Joe Biden's sitting here talking about, oh, I don't want to defund the police. I just want to take some of their money and allocate it somewhere else. What is that called? That's defunding them. When you take something away from, when you take money away from something, you are not funding it anymore. You are 
defunding it. I don't understand why I have to come on this show and basically provide an English lesson to people. It's really ridiculous, to be honest with you. But that's the reality of the situation. That's the reality that we live in. And one thing that needs to stop happening is that we need to stop treating our police officers as the be-all, end-all to situations. We need to have police officers focus on enforcing the law and not playing social worker and referee and mental health expert. We are putting way too much on our law enforcement. Way, way too much on our law enforcement community. And they deserve better than that. They truly do deserve better than that. But no, look at these Democrats. Oh, we're, we're, we want, we're not, not wanting to defund the police. We want to reimagine policing. Well, I'm sorry. When you're taking money away from them, you're defunding them. Plain and simple. My God. I, I, I honestly do not understand why, why so many people are willfully ignorant on this situation. I, I, I just don't understand it. We'll be right back after this, folks. The Second Amendment Foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level. But we need your help. Join or donate at saf.org and help us win. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back your gun rights. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shapes Shift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. Are you looking for a versatile and unique face shield? Alpha Defense Gear has you covered. Head on over to their website at alphadefensegear.com where you will find everything from face shields, arm sleeves, hats, and more. They even have gear for your dog, which I love because I like to spoil the official American Gun mascot, Chloe. Jason Reeve here, and I've got a question for you. Are you a new gun owner? Do you carry a firearm for protection? Are you prepared to deal with the legal fallout if you have to defend yourself or your family? Look at what happened to the McCloskeys. Look at what happened to Kyle Rittenhouse. They defended their property and their lives, and they are now facing felony charges. Well, you are in luck. There's an organization out there that can help. The United States Concealed Carry Association, the USCCA. They provide training, education, and legal protection if you ever have to use your firearm to defend your life or the life of your loved ones. Discover why more than 465,000 responsibly armed Americans protect their families with a USCCA membership. Visit uscca.com or facebook.com slash the American Gun Show. To join now, the USCCA, born to protect. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. 
All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And breaking uh, news that came out today from uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, a man was arrested for firing a shot while chasing Kyle Rittenhouse. Now, some of my sources are telling me, and I haven't been able to verify this yet, but some of our to- uh, sources are telling me that the district attorney in Kenosha is preparing charges for Gage Grosskreutz, the man who was shot in the arm by Rittenhouse after he pointed a firearm at Rittenhouse. And uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. But we do have a man charged for firing a shot, and he's facing his own charges right now. Uh, And this kind of really helps out Kyle Rittenhouse as well. Uh, the man who fired the shot, his name is, he's 35-year-old Joshua Zeminski. He's facing a misdemeanor charge of disorderly conduct, use of a dangerous weapon. And Rittenhouse's attorneys are likely to argue that his shot fired from behind Rittenhouse is evidence that Rittenhouse was in legitimate fear for his life when he shot and killed Rosenbaum. You know, the uh, guy who was a convicted sex offender. Now, Rittenhouse's lawyers uh, say that in an 11-minute video his defense produced, it first highlighted Zemisky's possible role in the event, but didn't identify him by name. An hour-long analysis of different videos from the evening by Neil Kernan, a Michigan-based blogger, properly identified Zeminski and breaks down his presence near the gas station where Rittenhouse first fired his AR-15 rifle, killing Rosenbaum. Now, Zeminski and his wife are seen with Rosenbaum several times, including as they all confront Rittenhouse before Rosenbaum starts chasing Rittenhouse into the car lot where that encounter turned fatal. Now, when Kenosha detectives interviewed Zemisky on October 7th, he said he fired a warning shot and that the gun he used and is seen holding in various videos from that evening has since been stolen. Well, how convenient is that, right, folks? That gun is all of a sudden missing? The fact of the matter is this, folks. What have I always told you, if you've listened to this show for a very long time, what have I always told you about firing a warning shot? Warning shots are bad juju. And when I've analyzed the tapes myself, and I've analyzed it with other people, I have, we hear a gunshot before Rittenhouse fires. And then it's come to light that this guy was the one who fired the shot. And this guy was caught on multiple videos firing a shot just before Rittenhouse was cornered by Rosenbaum. Now, of course, Zeminski faces a maximum possible sentence of nine months if convicted of his misdemeanor charge. But he can also play a major role in Rittenhouse's defense. And here's why. Prosecutors in Kenosha failed to mention Zemisky or the shot he fired as he was chasing Rittenhouse in the original charging documents, even though video of the incident had already emerged showing Zeminski at the time he wasn't identified, firing at least one round into the air as they pursued Rittenhouse, who at that time Rittenhouse was running away from. Now, right now, Rittenhouse is still in Illinois as his attorneys attempt to fight extradition to Wisconsin, where a hearing is scheduled next week in Lake County, Illinois. I don't really understand this because at this point, it seems pretty clear cut that this is a self-defense case. Um, I would think I'd probably want... uh, this to kind of get through as fast as possible. But then again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm I'm not really a a lawyer, but this does bring some interesting facts to it. 
And the reality is here is that when you look at the tapes, you hear that morning shot. You hear that shot. And then it's reasonable to believe that if Zeminski would have never fired that shot, Rittenhouse may not have shot Rosenbaum. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there in the situation, but when he fired that shot and Rittenhouse is running away from the mob, it's safe to assume that Rittenhouse believes he's being shot at. It's pretty safe to assume that at that point. I think what, and I mean, this just might be my idea here. And again, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know how, you know, cases play out. I don't know how people do this, but there, this could be an opportunity that maybe they're hoping the Kadosha DA is just going to drop the case against Rittenhouse. But I don't see that happening. I, I don't see that happening at all. But over the preliminary hearing here, there is a very good possibility that the judge could say, you know, looking at all the evidence and say, hey, look, I'm dismissing this case. Because what did Rittenhouse do? You know, again, we I know I have to beat a dead horse with this, folks, and I really hate having to beat this dead horse. But I mean, it's it's worth noting. Kyle Rittenhouse his scene on video saying that, Hey, I'm not here to, I'm not here to cause trouble. I'm not here to hurt anybody. I'm just here to help. This rifle is here for my protection. It's here for my protection and my protection only. And apparently Rosenbaum and the rest of the mob, when Rittenhouse decided that he was going to stop that dumpster fire, when they were pushing that dumpster into a gas station, which, yeah, that was a bright idea. Apparently, that was his crime. And that was what the mob said, okay, we can we can beat him up now because he's trying to stop our destruction. And all this case is, is, like I said last night on the show, all this case is, is them attempting to... To appease the mob. By putting this kid behind bars. Ruining his life. But he murdered two people. If he was a murderer. Like I've said before folks. Logic kind of dictates that if he was going there to kill people. He would have indiscriminately shot. But did you notice something? Remember what I said last segment about. Dissemination. He picked his shots. He went, he looked at each threat. He made the decision to shoot, not to shoot. I mean, think about it this way, folks. When Grosskurtz came up with that nine millimeter handgun, which looks like a Glock to me, and pointed it at Rittenhouse, Grosskurtz actually started backing off at first. And Kyle did not engage him. But then when Grosskurtz went to advance, that is when Rittenhouse fired. Everything this kid did was self-defense. I don't care what anybody says, and there is nobody that's going to convince me otherwise. You cannot be an attacker if you're running away. You cannot be a murderer if you picked your shots from people who were trying to hit you with a skateboard and take your rifle and beat you up. You think about it this way, folks. I've seen people who have actually said to me on social media and through emails, well, you know, Jason, taking a rifle is not a deadly force incident. Yes, it is. Because if he takes your rifle and you are no longer armed, Guess what? Now he's a deadly threat. Don't let that stop you, right? Don't let that fool you, right? 
There's no way that this kid gets prosecuted, plain and simple. And to be quite honest with you, if he does, this is going to be a travesty of justice. Plain and simple. My personal opinion, he's not going to be, he's going to be acquitted of all charges. And then let me put it to you this way, folks. If you thought the riots that were happening in Kenosha were bad to begin with, if Rittenhouse is acquitted, and I shouldn't say if he's acquitted, I should say when he's acquitted, you watch, there's going to be more riots in Kenosha. I can almost promise you that. I can almost guarantee that that's going to happen. We'll be right back after this. The Second Amendment Foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level. But we need your help. Join or donate at saf.org and help us win back your gun rights. Human trafficking is modern-day slavery. In the U.S., children between the ages of 12 to 14 are exploited and entered into the sex trade. But children even as young as six months old have been rescued. 80% of trafficking victims are female, and half of them are children. Human trafficking doesn't only include missing persons and child abductions. It's closer than you think, and we need to be their voice. Posting alone is not enough. Visit the Save Our Children Facebook group at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash be their voice dot soc or email us at soc dot be their voice at gmail.com to learn more on how to help fight the war on human trafficking and child sexual abuse these are troubling times in america are you thinking about getting a gun and carrying it for defense of yourself and your loved ones would you know what to do if the unthinkable happened? Fortunately, there is an organization that can help. The United States Concealed Carry Association. The USCCA. The USCCA has training, education, and insurance. With a tenacious legal defense, if you ever have to defend the life of you or your loved ones, the USCCA is there for you. That's exactly why I am a member. The American Gun Show is proud to be partnered with the United States Concealed Carry Association. Head over to the American Gun Show Facebook page for exclusive offers or uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shape Shift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Foundation. Join or donate at saf.org. Now back to the defender of your gun rights, Jason Reed. And welcome back to the Second Amendment Foundation studios for the American Gun Show powered by Beretta. And folks, I want to talk a little bit about domestic violence here. And the reason I want to talk about it is because the gun control groups are trying to claim that we need to enact gun control because women are being killed by their significant others. Now, folks, domestic violence is a horrible thing. I think we can all agree on that. And I think we can all agree is it's something that should be eradicated on this planet. You know, this whole idea that you love someone and then you wind up hurting them 
physically, mentally, emotionally over and over again. That doesn't make any sense to me. You know, I love my wife, Samantha, more than my own life. And are there times that Samantha annoys me? Are there times that Samantha makes me angry? Yes. That's part of being in a marriage. You are going to have your arguments. You are going to get annoyed with each other. But I have never thought, and I have never thought about putting my hands on Samantha. It's never even crossed my mind. And you have these people that are out there doing this, you know, on a daily basis. And what do you often tell, you know, what does often does a domestic violence person say, oh, well, you know, I kind of had it come in or um, I, I knew a girl that was involved in domestic violence and she would come to work all bruised up and I'd be like, is your fiance beating you? And she's like, yeah, well, I had it come and I slapped him first. I said, that dude's six foot three. You're five foot six. And no man should be putting his hands on a woman. That's just how I was born and raised. You don't ever put your hands on a woman. And I'll tell you something right now. If you want to piss me off, do it in front of me. Treat your woman like shit in front of me and see what happens. Now, one unfortunate byproduct of domestic violence, in particular, homicide rates to domestic violence is the push to enact gun control because of these horrible incidents. And especially since domestic violence has increased due to the COVID pandemic. Now, according to Every Town for Gun Safety, over half of women victims of intimate partner homicide in the U.S. are killed with a gun. Roughly 53 women are shot and killed by their partners in an average month throughout the United States, according to its website. And 92% of all women killed with guns in high-income countries in 2015 were from the U.S. While the rate of killing of women by violent partners with firearms has increased over recent years, the COVID-19 pandemic has caused victims to stay inside with their abusers, accelerating the rates of domestic violence. Family violence during the pandemic is associated with range of factors, including economic stress, disaster-related instability, increased exposure to explosive relationships, and the reduced options for support, explained a study from the National Institute of Health. It noted, quote, Reports of domestic abuse and family violence have increased around the world since social isolation and quarantine measures came into force. Recently, anecdotal evidence from the United States, China, Brazil, and Australia indicate increases in intimate partner women and children violence during the isolation and quarantine. Now, folks, it's awful. I agree with that. It's awful. But there's a couple of things that you're going to find missing from the general narrative. And here's the big one. It's already illegal for somebody who has been convicted of domestic violence to have a firearm. So with that, you can really lump these people into two categories. Those who have been convicted of domestic violence and those who haven't. But for those who have already been convicted of domestic violence, it's already illegal for them to have a gun. Now, again, for the people that haven't been convicted, that's a problem. They haven't been convicted of a crime. So how do you propose we deal with these individuals without impacted people who have done nothing wrong, including women who want a firearm to protect themselves from their abusers? And you want to know what they want? And do you know what every town wants to do? Well, if we enact gun control, this isn't going to happen. Do you know what often, or or if we enact red flag laws, somebody could say, hey, that guy over there is beating that woman. We should go take his guns. 
And then do you know what happens? The police go there and take the firearms and leave the guy there with the woman. Secondly, we have to look at the claim that more than half of women killed by a partner are shot. That might be true. They fail to provide a link to their source. But when we look at the FBI Uniform Crime Report, they also fail to provide an exact percentage so it can be anything over 50%. However, usually if someone says over half, you're generally looking at only slightly more than 50%, often a mere factor more. Yet when we look at the overall homicides by weapons, 67% of all homicides from 2010 to 2014 were carried out with a firearm. That too is from the Uniform Crime Report. In case someone thought the statistics were being compiled in a different way, in other words, an abusive spouse is less likely to use a gun to kill his victim than a garden-variety criminal, you see how easy it is to misconstrued uh, misconstrued the statistics now look folks let me put it to you this way I think domestic abusers should be locked up for a very long time a lot of times you have misdemeanor domestic violence I think domestic violence should be a felony across the board. If you are convicted, it is a felony. I don't have any sympathy or any use for anybody who will willfully and intentionally harm their significant other or their child. I don't give a damn what the reasons are. Oh, my life is hard, so I should go smack around my wife and kids. Yeah, that's... That's what a reasonably adjusted adult goes to do. You know, the fact of the matter is, folks, when they say this stuff right here, this garbage, that doesn't ring true for all of us. Is domestic violence increasing? Yes, it is. That's a fact. Let's enact gun control and make it harder for the women to get guns to defend themselves. Secondly, let's go ahead and take the guns out of the house. And I'm sure once the husband doesn't have a gun, he ain't going to want to beat his wife anymore, right? Or girlfriend, whatever you want to call it. Oh yeah, they ain't going to want to do that anymore, right? I'm so sick and damn tired of my rights being up for discussion because of the actions of scumbags. Especially when the, st- the statistics that every town puts out doesn't meet those claims to begin with. You're absolutely right. How many of those deaths were crimes of passion? That's something that the crime report doesn't point out. But this whole idea that, oh, well, we should go ahead and restrict rights because of domestic abusers. You guys want to know something? Because I can tell you this right now, the people at Everytown for Gun Safety, they're not going in buying guns. I can tell you that right now. It's not happening. And yet for some strange reason, when you go and you fill out the form 4473, One of the questions on that form is, have you ever been convicted of domestic violence? Like I told you guys the story before, I was talking with somebody for Moms Demand Action. Well, we should make it easier for domestic abusers to have guns. I said, have you ever heard of something called the Lautenberg Amendment? No, what's that? Well, it basically was an amendment put in place that if you're convicted of domestic violence, you use your gun, you lose gun rights. Oh. Exactly. So again, this is just every town for gun safety. 
wanting to go ahead and stretch the narrative that because there's a gun in the house, you're more likely to kill your significant other. Remember when I told you guys about the Kate Ranta incident I had? She was a woman who was viciously attacked by her significant other and shot. And thank God she survived for her and her child. Thank God she survived. But now she's on a crusade to take away gun rights from people. And do you want to know something? She told me that my wife needs to be careful because because I'm a veteran and because I'm a gun owner, I'm going to eventually hurt my wife. Is that the most ridiculous thing we've ever heard? And yes, as the listener points out, in states like mine, if you get a protective order against a domestic abuser, guess what? You can carry a gun. That's your permit. You can carry a firearm with a protective permit while you're waiting to get your permit. And that's the way it should be done. All right, folks, what we got coming up in the next hour, we have gun prohibition lobby freaking out on Judge Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, Michigan bans open carry at their polling locations. Donald Trump says he would sign national reciprocity and Mark Kelly's campaign spokesperson said something bad about cops. Ooh, this ought to be good. All right, we'll be back at the top of the hour for hour two of the American Gun Show. Until then, take care of one another, stay safe, and remember, it's our rights, our fight.